News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 126 of the Luke Macias Show. Um, We do not have a video version of this podcast this week. There have been several different people traveling to and from the Texas Scorecard Studios, and so we were not able to record this. So I am recording this just on audio. It is Monday night, and uh, it is 11 p.m. I am waking up at 4.30 tomorrow morning to go to the airport, and the only reason I'm doing that is because tickets are so much cheaper if you fly out at 5.50 from the San Antonio airport. And you want to know why they're cheaper? Because no one wants to go to the airport and get there at 5.15 a.m., okay? I uh, My plane does not board till 5.20. I'll probably get there at like 5.10 or 15. And the San Antonio airport is a very reasonable airport. It's, it's not a large airport, so it's not hard. And I've got a clear membership, which you go up and like scan your eyes. I'm sure somebody has that in a database somewhere. But it has really saved me check-in time to get through security. So the for the first minute and a half of this podcast, you just get to know my personal itinerary. And I don't know why, but there you go. Uh, we've got to travel across Texas because saving Texas is not an easy thing. And I'm so uh, grateful that I get to see so many of y'all on the road. Um, had great opportunities to speak at different Republican clubs and hopefully we'll continue to do that different conservative organizations, um, about the legislature or about particular policies and stuff like that. That being said, this week we are going to talk about something we kind of talked about last week. Okay. So, Last week, I came to y'all and I said that Republicans were refusing to arrest Democrats, which is true. They literally don't know how to arrest Democrats. Governor Abbott came out the first week the Democrats left and told the media, I'm going to arrest these Democrats. And then come to find out, did absolutely nothing to arrest the Democrats. And then when the national media pushed him on it and said, hey, Governor, you haven't arrested any Democrats. He said, well, you got to understand, like, really, Dade Phelan's the one who could arrest him. I can't do any of that, which kind of doesn't surprise anybody that he would go out and say that he's going to do something that he has no intention of doing. That is just par for the course with our governor. And then he points the finger at the speaker. Well, guess what? The speaker's also has no intention of arresting Democrats. And what we told you last week was that Kyle Biederman, God bless him, came out and actually said it. He said, I've talked to the sergeant at arms. I've talked to DPS. Nobody has any instruction to arrest any Democrats. And when he did that, Representative Matt Shaheen, the dear Matt Shaheen, came out and said, ah, and uh, you could tell like it's so pathetic. I mean, Will Metcalf's like texting Matt Shaheen pictures of his letter. Or honestly, it's probably like Dustin Burroughs or one of the other leadership people. You don't know we had this letter. And so they reveal this letter to try to uh, counter Kyle Biederman's claim that we're not arresting anybody. And in this letter, Chairman Will Metcalf, who's one of Dade Phelan's closest lieutenants, another Republican chairman, Sends DPS a letter and says, hey, DPS, uh, would you mind sending me a captain to assist me in my duties? 
in order to enforce the call of the house. He did not say, would you please issue arrest warrants? He did not say, I need to know how much manpower it will take to find all the Texas Democrats. He did not, it, nothing. He just said, would you mind sending me a captain to assist in my duties? Now, this was their way of being like, aha, we've done something. And they haven't. It's a joke. So that's what we talked about last week. Well, here is the problem. Ugh, see, we know how this works. And when I say we, that just means any conservative who's really been following the legislature at this point just knows how it works. And uh, we can almost tell you what these politicians are going to do before they do it. And that's what's so funny. They all think they actually have like an independent thought process when really they're just part of the political elite class and they just do anything that the par for the course would have them do. They do anything that the traditional establishment reaction to a situation like this would warrant. And so here's the thing. Philip Cortez is a Democrat in Washington, D.C. He fled with all the Democrats to Washington, D.C. He is also a chairman. He was appointed to a powerful chairman position, which he can use to raise money and dictate legislation by Dade Phelan. He came back to Texas and... Um, like Sinfronia Thompson and all these other chairmen are literally up there going like, if they're going to arrest me, I don't care. They can come arrest me. Okay. They're not going to arrest you. They have no intention of arresting you. So Philip Cortez comes back to Texas. He's not fearful that he'll be arrested because he knows that's just a game they're playing. He comes back to Texas. He says, I'm going to start working with Republicans on election integrity legislation. Chris Turner, the chairman of the caucus, rightfully says, because he's a Democrat, he wants Democrats to hold the line. He says, Philip Cortez should not be there. In fact, we welcome him back to D.C. He should come back here. So Philip Cortez spends some time in the House, literally asks Dade Phelan for a permission slip to leave the Capitol. And Dade Phelan signs off on it. Now, if you want to know how serious Dade Phelan is about keeping Democrats in, the one Democrat that fled and then came back, simply had to say, can I leave for a little while? And Dade's like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. So he leaves. He doesn't say, well, you have to understand, like, you've literally fled the state. Other people can leave, but none of them have quit the job, right? So Philip Cortez leaves. He goes home. Well, then, I guess various different reasons, politically, policy, all these things. He's like, I don't think Republicans are going to let Democrats pass a good election integrity bill for Democrats. Well, no, duh, we're not going to let you do that. So he gets on a plane and flies back to Washington, D.C. So now... This Democrat is back in Washington, D.C. This is why we said you need to arrest these people. They're not going to come to their jobs. So Dade Phelan, <laughs> after this guy flies back to D.C., signs an arrest warrant for his arrest. Puts out a statement. He says he has irrevocably broken our trust. And here was... Here was the real funny one. Will Metcalf, the chairman of House Administration, says after registering with the House clerk this past week, Chairman Phil Cortez broke his promise to return to the Texas House on Monday, July 26th. By his own admission, he returned to Washington, D.C. The Texas House is no different than anywhere else. Your word is your bond. 
So this is the outrage that Representative Metcalf is showing. And Dade Phelan signed an arrest warrant saying, Phil Cortez has lost my trust. He broke his word. So there's a couple things you have to understand. First, I'm going to rewind us very quickly back to the Dennis Bonin scandal. Okay, and I'm only going to do this for the sake of reminding everyone that one of the things that became very clear during that scandal is that Dennis Bonin and Dustin Burroughs not only lied to you, not only lied to me, not only lied to Republicans, they lied to the entire state of Texas and they lied to their colleagues. They told them we met with Michael Sullivan and we did not give him anybody to target. And they did. And they told him, if you target, we will help you get press passes next session. And if you don't didn't follow all that stuff, if you're if you're new to the show, then you can just go and search Michael Sullivan, Dennis Bonin, and you will read a plethora of news that will tell you why the last speaker resigned in disgrace and did not run for re-election, and he remains an irrelevant person within Texas politics today. But when Dennis Bonin stepped aside and said, "I won't run for re-election," now there needs to be a new speaker <clears throat> left. In the aftermath of that was Dustin Burroughs. And to his credit, Dustin Burroughs is a very cunning politician. And here's the thing about Dustin. He is a very deceitful person. But he's in a den of deceitful politicians. So if you are deceitful in a group of deceitful people, do you know what is not going to hurt you politically? Being deceitful. That would only hurt you if you were in a group of people that were virtuous, that were honest. If you got called out, you'd be like, wow, this is really going to hurt because I've now lied to all these people, so none of them will trust me again. When Dade Phelan was elected speaker, everyone was waiting for his chairmanship appointments. And to every to quite a few people's surprise, he took Dustin Burroughs from chairman of Ways and Means and made him chairman of Calendars, which is an upgrade. It is a promotion. Dustin Burroughs is the second most powerful member of the Texas House of Representatives next to Dade Phelan. And here's what you need to know. Dustin Burroughs is verifiably one of the more deceitful members of the Texas legislature. So these are all Republicans. None of them keep their word. Well, that's, I should not say that. In fact, I'm going to keep this on the recording so that you can hear me say, I shouldn't have said that. That's not true. It's not that none of them keep their word. It's that a vast majority of them don't keep their word. And by the way, Pancho Navarez, who's a Democrat from the Rio Grande Valley, his district voted for Trump, by the way, he's the one who left last year when cocaine fell out of his pocket and DPS found it when he was getting out of his private jet. And he, after going to AA and getting out of a rehab program, wrote a very thoughtful letter about his time in the legislature. And he said that his time in the legislature legislature made him more likely to do more drugs. Not only that, he said that when he got to the legislature, he was a charismatic person who got along with people and had a potential and a willingness to color outside the lines. I think it was like... The direct quote, I think, was operate in the gray areas or color outside the lines. One of those two. They're both very bad. Okay? Like any of us that would do that if we say, hey, I kind of color outside the lines. Well, that's not a good thing. So he says, this is what I have a potential for doing. And then he says, 
tendencies like that are rewarded in the legislature. Hmm. So this is a chairman under Dennis Bonin who would honestly have still remained a chairman under Dade Phelan if we hadn't caught him with all this cocaine. And he's admitting now that he's sober, hey, just to let you know, the fact that I was ethically gray was a reality that was rewarded by my leaders. That's what the Texas House is. It's not what Will Metcalf says it is. Will Metcalf is saying, Philip Cortez should be punished because your word is your bond. Your word is not your bond in the Texas House of Representatives. There are honest people in the Texas House of Representatives. There are honest members. There are members that will tell you something and you can take their word for it. It is a very small group of people. The vast majority of them are very dishonest and dishonesty is rewarded in that body. So now, here's what's really funny. Dade Phelan has issued an arrest warrant on Philip Cortez because he has broken his trust, which, by the way, implies that all the other Democrats in Washington, D.C. have not broken the speaker's trust yet. Evidently, completely leaving the state and hanging out in Washington, D.C. and telling the entire nation that every Republican in Texas that believes we should have election integrity legislation is a racist white supremacist, that doesn't lose your trust with Dade Phelan. No way. Dade still trusts all of y'all. It's only the one guy that came back and hung out for a couple days and then went back to D.C. Because all he had to do was in that arrest warrant, add some more names of every Democrat in D.C. and sign it and it would be done. But they're not. And I'm telling you, if Philip Cortez came back, I don't expect him to get arrested. Still, it's just a game. It's a theater they're playing. And the last thing you need to understand that all of this is going to culminate in Dade Phelan trying to protect all of these Democrats from having their chairmanship stripped and their vice chairmanship stripped. All these Democrats in D.C. are going to come back. And when they come back, Tony Tinderholt has already made it clear publicly and other members of the legislature that they believe that the Texas House should vote on removing these members' chairmanships, period. And Dade Phelan doesn't want that vote because if they get their chairmanship stripped, all their power gets taken away. All their fundraising ability to turn Texas blue gets taken away from all the lobby. And um, he won't let it happen. This is your Republican speaker, by the way. He won't let it happen because he got elected with Democrats. He bypassed the Republican Party process. He went before the caucus had met and he got a bunch of Democrats to help him get elected. And they knew that he was going to kill a ban on sex change surgeries and all these other things because the left is smart. They make sure that they're going to get policy wins out of their sellout. And helping a Republican get power is kind of a sellout if you're a Democrat. But it's not if you think that it's going to be better for you from a policy perspective. And they knew that he had a history of fighting with the sexual revolutionaries in Texas. And now that same speaker is saying, I don't want to take their chairmanships away. He is silent on the issue. And when I say he's saying this, all of his actions are saying this while also he is refusing to say anything about whether they should have their chairmanships removed because he's just trying to survive. Jeff Leach came out, and after Dade Phelan issued the arrest warrant, he said, thank you, Dade Phelan, for your steady hand. This wasn't an easy thing to do. 
And this is what you have to understand about the politicians, the Republican politicians that are rewarded and put it in, put, I said put it, I don't know. Remember, it's really late and I'm waking up at 4.30 tomorrow morning. But here's the thing. Here's what you have to understand about, about the elite Republican politicians who are put in positions of leadership in Texas. Okay? They don't get it. At all. Jeff Leach thinks that it was a hard thing for Dade Phelan to sign a civil arrest warrant on Philip Cortez when he knew it wouldn't be enforced. Philip had already announced that he was back in D.C. They don't even have any intention of enforcing it. They specifically wrote in the arrest warrant, this only applies to Texas. So that it's like, well, Philip's not going to be, he, he's literally not going to be affected at all. And if he does fly back, he's going to come straight to the Capitol. So he's never going to get arrested. And Jeff Leach is like, I know this was a hard thing. Why is it hard? Why is it hard for Republicans to actually push back against Democrats who are calling all of us Texans racists? But that's what you have to understand. It's hard for them. It's hard for them to fight for you. That's not what they do naturally. It's hard for them to fight against radical leftists who think every single one of you are racist for believing we should have secure elections. That's difficult. The act of signing one piece of paper with one simple signature that's a civil arrest warrant is hard for them. You stick any other right-of-center Texan in a room and say, Democrats are up in D.C., here's a civil arrest warrant with all their names on it, can you sign it? None of them would say it's hard. They'd be like, okay, they'd sign it and walk out and say, that was the easiest thing I've ever done. But for Dade Feeling, it's hard. For Jeff Leach, it's hard. For Matt Shaheen, who evidently thinks that one letter to DPS saying, hey, do you have a captain I could talk to, is evidently bold. It's hard. It's hard for these guys. They don't know how to fight Democrats. So, we Texans are going to have to continue to force them. And we are. Guys, we're winning. They've already had to pass policies they don't want to pass. Governor Abbott has already, because he is scared to death of his political future, put a bunch more policies on the special session. We're going to keep doing this. Don't stop, Texans. If you care about the future of Texas, now is a perfect time to engage. That's what's going on across the state. That's what's going on right now. God bless you. I'm going to cut it before we hit the 20 minute mark because I'm kind of tired. I want to go to sleep and I got to get up at like 4.30 or 4.45. So God bless you. God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to the Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.